Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, well, we're still waiting patiently on 4.1, but there's a few things that we haven't even remotely begun to talk about on the show this week, and that would include the lore panel from Koji Fox as well as the Tales of Stormblood that happened over several weeks. Honestly, I didn't even read them all until today. And on top of that, we have a new special segment, a limited time segment we're going to be doing at the end of the show called Host of the Realm, where... We're going to get to learn a little bit more about our good old buddy, Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, a.k.a. You my boy, Blue. By the way, he's here. How you doing, Sly? Not looking forward to that. <laughs> Listen, Sly, I have to edit with my own voice all the time, and I hate me so much for it. <laughs> yeah. So We all have uh, a good degree of self-loathing, and that just that just amps that shit up. Yeah, no, you'll, yeah, you'll, uh, no, don't worry, you get used to it after, you'll, yeah. you'll be fine, Sly. You'll be fine. Just, yeah, just, just listen good. to the music. Okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. But if we're going to talk about lore, we got to bring on a guest. He wasn't able to make it last week, so we decided let's make a show so we can bring him on this week. And that's, of course, Ephes Asher. Oh, my own show? Your own oh, show. Yeah. I'm not going to switch over just yeah. yet. I'm just going to adjust my <clears throat> lights real quick. I was so busy focused on our uh, our our pre-show conversation that uh, I didn't. I was so not focused on everything else. Yeah, I mean, you guys can keep talking. You know, I don't have to wait for me to get up and go flip a no, switch no, real no, quick. No, no, no. I'm going to wait for you. I'm going to wait for you. All right. Yeah. Are we good? Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. yeah. Gooch. Hi, everyone. We're Gooch and the cooch. We're Gooch and the cooch. What does that mean? Excuse me? <laughs> you want to... You said that so and casually. And demonetized. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, that's the line. That's the line that does it for this week. All right. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. so, uh, gentlemen... How are, how are you doing? How are you doing this week? Doing all right. Doing all right? Yeah. Good. Yeah, you're doing good? There's things happening that I'm not allowed to talk about, but I'm very excited for. See, when you go ahead and do that, though, now everyone wants you to talk about them, and you can't, yeah. and you can't. So don't ask. You're done. That's Stop the point. it. That's, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. That's just the whole tell just them to everyone. It's one of those things, cleaning your fucking room at some point. <laughs> Listen, this is a storage room, all right? Every thumbs up the fucking say, this is a storage room. And that means it, it can't I, I wasn't clean. going there. I wasn't going there. I, I at least knew at this. Storage I, room? I respect- what, what, how do you clean a storage room? You take everything out and store it somewhere else. No, you organize it. No, that's, that, no, that's you not don't. a storage room. No, that's, no, you don't. That's dumb. The storage room is right across the hall from the man cave and everything, like, exactly. every box, every box is, like, unorganized and in a pile. You just... Put exactly. Boxes and shit in Thank there. you. That's what you do. It's all right. You're That's just it. hiding your mess behind a freaking green screen. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> no, it's actually most of it's organized. There are a couple of yeah, boxes sure. over there. There's yeah. There's a few sure Stormblood collectors editions. I still gotta. I still gotta give away yeah, now that sure. they now that they've aged. Now that mm. they've aged. I gotta. I gotta give. Mm-hmm. Oh, they've. They, they're they like aged. a fine. They're like a fine <laughs> wine. They've aged yeah. just enough. Yeah, they've aged. You're really gonna enjoy that, that Stormblood experience. <laughs> that July 2017 Stormblood. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you know, it was June. Was a, it was a good year for Stormblood. <laughs> June 2017. <laughs> we got a backstory and everything. Um. So before we move on to talk about lore, uh, we're about we're about to. I'd say probably four weeks out from the patch. We don't have an official date yet. We don't even have the next live letter date yet, despite mid-September being the proposed date for the next live letter. We know it's not at TGS, so we're still waiting on some sort of official detail. Uh, but how are you guys handling at this point now, two and a half months into the patch cycle? 
just uh, curious a little bit because it's been a pretty hot topic around the community mm -hmm. as per the normal patch lulls when everyone's talking mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. At this, you want to get started on that? I, I never think that patch lulls need to be particularly controversial. Like people They are, though. Yeah, but it, it's it's ridiculous. It's like Yoshida said it a bunch of times. Like he doesn't expect you to be playing the game every single day for the rest of your life. Um, personally, like I've been logging on for raids and capping, and then I've been going and playing uh, XCOM Two War of the Chosen, which just came out. It was freaking amazing. Oh, I love it. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, and, and it's just that stuff around. Hit your backlog, you know. Yeah, and speaking of the patch, Ethos, is there anything in particular you are looking forward to? Because we haven't had a chance to talk to you about this, but anything? Oh, geez. Um, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing where the story goes next because it's going to like uh, set the tone for the rest of the expansion, I think, in the direction that we're moving in. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm really, really excited for that. Obviously, I'm really, really excited for uh, uh, the 24-man. Um, Super Savage is going to be exciting. I'm probably not going to be getting in there for a little while, but I'd say just like new story details, new lore details, uh, all the world building that needs to be done that we know that is going to be done on the author side of things. I, I can't wait for that. Is there uh, any sort of particular note? Because uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit. I got to speak with Koji Fox, and I did ask a few questions on your behalf to try mm -hmm. and apparently get, get some answers that we were not going to get because they're like he's i think your questions were so uh, good he's like i yeah, can't answer that yeah that was frustrating well i mean okay so i, I was asking him about uh, like zuiko which is the the big statue in uh yeah, the the tenkanto of, of kugane um and uh and more about sort of hingan lore and history and what the the age of blood was all about and yeah he basically said that oh, i really want to talk about it but i can't and oh the son said i can't and, uh. i love that he's like i really want to i'm gonna reenact his exact his exact mm -hmm. expressions for you right now mm -hmm. uh so i can't talk about that as much as i really really want to <laughs> i tried to ask odasan and he said no <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how expressive Koji gets when he he really wants to talk about something. Yeah. Really, really wants. He's to. a big hand talker. He does the same yeah. exact emotion, but it's very in tune with his. Oh, his... so he's Gordon Ramsay. No, because well, Gordon Ramsay has a very clear message. Like he has the, <laughs> and then he goes, yeah. but then he goes back and like watches you. He's like, I want to see how this turns out. It's like he's entertained by his own shows. He's like, <laughs> he's like, and go. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, actually, Gordon Ramsay's is like very like deliberate, mm -hmm. whereas I think Koji's is a little bit more like compulsive. Yeah, like he doesn't have any control over it. <laughs> he just gets too excited. So, uh, how are you handling the patch? Because you got O Four Savage done in a. We kind of just glazed over that. You got O Four Savage done in a pug of all things. Mm -hmm. Yep. After your static had kind of fizzled, out. fizzled yep. out a little bit because of re needing to replace members too frequently. Well, have a new static. Um, that was we quick. are still rating. We're still we're still rating. Uh, we it one day reset raids are like the most beautiful thing. Even though we raid on other days, just for, like optimization and shit. But like getting shit done in one day is the best thing like you can ever have in an MMO. Um, other than that, crafters done. Um, gonna start working on making money for melds because I'm not done. Like, I need to get those melds done for um, anything else that's going to come out. Um, 
yeah, other than that, just kind of, you know, getting ready for bend over, grab your ankles, ultimate. That's a. I'm sure that's what they actually intended to name it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's basically what it is. You just get didn't a, translate get a, well. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you get a you get a fancy weapon, a title, and a new asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and a new. Are they going to put that in the patch notes? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Your rewards for this: a fancy title, a new weapon, and a new asshole. There you go. Yeah. Um, so did you you hear there was a little detail we kind of glossed over with Ultimate, um, and that it will be two weeks after 4.1? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I wanted to make sure, because we never actually spoke about that on the show. We just kind of spoke about Ultimate, and it was kind of a detail that the community had to find just through direct translation as opposed to forum-related mm -hmm. translations. So I just wanted to make sure, because you only know, got two weeks for, for super for super quap. As I'm yeah, calling it, I think, I think it's really important that they do yeah. give you two weeks to kind of get all the other stuff done first. Yeah, that's two weeks worth of, uh, two weeks worth of Return of Evil East gear, right? That's that's totally yeah. relevant. That'll help. No, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about are actually some of the things that uh, happened in the interview I had with Koji, including the lost questions that Ethis sure. asked and had no relevancy. More so because I want to know what he was kind of hoping to hear, <laughs> or, uh, what, or what his answers would have been. Since I can get an answer mm -hmm. out of Ethis, it just has no mm -hmm. bearing on the game's development whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. All right, so we already covered that you wanted to know about the Kugane Tenkoto and the Higan Age yes. of Blood, and he yep. wouldn't answer it because it's going to be expanded upon in the game soon. So at least you yes. can be excited about that. I, I can what I was what I was hoping and it was hoping far far too much is that um, uh, Zuiko so the name of the guy uh, again we're talking about the big the big statue in Kugane dude on a horse um, there's a there's a local drunk there that tells us a little bit about him he was of Clan Buhan he founded a place called uh, Swenokuni um, which is like city of water or town of water or something like that. Um, the name Zuiko means light of the gods, I believe. So I'm looking at him and I'm like, is that a freaking warrior of light we're looking at there? The Eastern warrior of light. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. too bad you didn't put that in the question because I could have gauged his reaction and tried to pull something right. out of it. Something right. out of it. If he goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably should have, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I was hoping you'd tell us something about this guy, something about the Hingan Age of Blood, um, but he seems to think that that's going to be sort of factoring in. Very in relevant. I'm, I'm of the opinion that we're probably going to end up seeing the rest of Hingashi open up in the next expansion packs. This is probably stuff that we're going to find out in, you know, like 4.3, 4.4. Um, but I guess we'll see. Um, I was asking him more generally about, as you guys know, like a huge focus on my channel is about the, the sort of mythology and folktales and, and history uh, of the real world and the way that it kind of ties into Final Fantasy. Um, and he gave a bit of a non-answer to that as well and basically said that they take as, uh, as many liberties as they want, as many liberties as they need um, to make it fit, um, which is fine. I mean that's okay. So I have I have I have a question for I guess I you both you and Slide can and answer this. Um, is there like one that you were hoping to see more of, like a like a mythology or 
or a place in history where you wanted to see where you as like a personal wish list could be like you know what i want to see more from from this time period or more from from this ancient mythology um honestly not not so much because i know that the game is going to have a lifespan where they're going to have to cover like pretty much everything they can get their hands on um what i was hoping is that koji would talk about uh like the, the places he goes to or the mythologies that he sort of personally likes to delve into when he's doing his world building. And he didn't really mention much of that. Um, he did say that Oda's son is a big fan of dinosaurs. And so loves dinosaurs. Loves dinosaurs. So lots of dinosaurs in heaven's world. Like. He's got like a dinosaur next to his desk in the little picture they made of him because he loves uh-huh. dinosaurs. So if you ever see Oda-san, get him a dinosaur. Get him a dinosaur. Yeah, get him a little toy dinosaur. He'll be fucking stuck. It has to be. It has to be anatomically correct, though. I'm sure. Oh really? What does that mean? I mean, they've mean? they've got the bones. They know how it all works. It has to. Well, it can't. I it mean, can't be. You can't hand him like a fucking like. Like a like a velociraptor that's like the fake Jurassic Park velociraptors that are like nothing mm-hmm. like real velociraptors or well, nothing like he they loves were. Jurassic Park. He probably does, but he probably also likes more historically accurate velociraptors. Mm-hmm. Give it feathers. Yeah, so they need feathers, basically. <laughs> yeah, make sure they got feathers. And Sly, uh, is there any uh, mythology, anything that you would wanted to to see more of? I know you got that. You got that. Got that anime life you so it's anything not on that necessarily on on the mythology slide but um in general more information about places we haven't been even though it, we kind of i'm gonna take glance past it but we'll get to that a um, little bit later yeah um you know even before stormblade uh razatan ah mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah so you still yeah. want to know like more about fabnair razatan yeah. in general yeah like being able to actually go to that oh we're going there dude we're fucking going there yeah how else yeah. are we gonna get blue mage right <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen it's gonna happen we'll at some point we'll i'm, I'm we'll feeling see. pretty confident all right um the next one i actually he actually seemed upset that he didn't have a better answer for because he was just like about he, the hell's got in the dusk about quiet. the hell's guards and dust. he's like they're so not gonna be happy with me on this one <laughs> Uh, and again i wasn't <laughs> so i was asking basically we've seen all of the blathia spine um well, as much of it as we're going to see most likely we haven't seen any hell's guard that's where the hell's guard is supposed to hang out they guard the volcanoes they think the volcanoes are are these sort of gateways to hell that's why they call the hell's guard um and similarly the dusk white uh they live in the black shroud we know they live underground mostly um, and they've got like no representation in the game other than you know they're like bandits and you know cutthroats and, and, and mercenaries and we get very little else. Um, and he said of the Hell's Guard that they are in a Blathia spine. They do have a secret village that is somewhere north of Gridania, and they don't tell anyone about it. And even if your character is a Hell's Guard, he's not going to tell anyone about it. Um, so you know maybe maybe they'll be coerced out of hiding someday but for the time being they're kind of outside of our scope um and similarly the dusk white they're just in parts of the shroud that we don't go to and they don't want us to go there um and this particularly the dusk white really really frustrates me it's like there's no particularly noteworthy dusk white npcs that are just didn't they um didn't they found gilmora 
the Dusk Whites? Or, well, the, I guess they're the no. Dusk Whites now, but, I mean, before the, there was Dusk Gil, White. Gil yeah, so what happened, right? Gilmarrow was founded by uh, Hur and Elzen, um, who were basically told by the Elementals to piss off. So they said, all right, fine, we'll just go underground and live in the cave. Um, and then they built this huge civilization for thousands of years. It was going really, really well. And then the Elementals turned around and they said, hey, you guys are all right. You want to want to come up here in the sunshine? Um, and there was this massive exodus, all the Hur and like 80% of the Elizen living in Gelmara left, whereas there was a group of Elizen that stayed down there and were like, no, fuck the Elementals. Like, are you kidding me? Like they forced us down here. We built this city. No, this is this is our home. We're gonna we're gonna keep this running. Um, but of course, with this max uh, exodus, they couldn't keep it running. The city fell into disrepair, and they had to abandon it. And those people are the dusk white. I like your your impression. Oh, well, fine. Fuck you. Yeah. I also like the elementals. Hey, you guys want to? You want to come, come back? On. That's pretty much what it's, it's like it's like some old, cookies. You're, you're, you're you like cookies. you're like you're like the one dude in the neighborhood who puts out a sprinkler every day and is okay with the kids running around and and, and playing in it. You're like, yeah, yeah, it's the water, it's the water, the grass, but I don't care. Yeah, pretty much. Like they just had this massive change of heart, and you know, eighty percent of Gelmar's population <laughs> were like, all right, sweet. And the rest of them were like, no, stop, come back. And then <laughs> and you know what they left for us. Palace of the Dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would, you know, what I wish I'd Thanks, ask guys. when I when when I ask this question, I wish I'd ask if there's any lore behind the bench. Behind the bench in Palace of the Dead, the floor two hundred. Like, what? Obviously, Gelmore. Mm. The Gel. That's a Gelmore in structure. What actually the fuck is <laughs> no, happening at the bottom? That's not Gel. The, the bench is Gelmore, and that's just where uh, Nibeth takes his lunch. Okay, but he has to yeah. go down another hundred floors to do that, and I want to know if <laughs> they didn't make the other what? hundred what, floors. You, what, do you, do you just have lunch at your desk? You don't like yeah. to like, go and sit on a nice bench for lunch? He doesn't go outside. He goes down another yeah, hundred floors. Yeah, but I'm saying it's the Nibeth equivalent, right? So he this is down the park, <laughs> Sits on his bench, has his lunch. Next to uh, next to either a firestone or a or a fucking glass pumpkin. Yes. Is so this is Gilmore and Forrest Gump, basically. Yeah, sure. And so many box of chocolate jokes have been made at the expense of that bench. Life's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> so, so we couldn't. Get, I wish I'd asked that. I actually wish I'd asked what the other hundred floors of the Palace of the Dead are, or if there's, like, no lore relation at all. I mean, they put a lot of effort into those last 50 floors. I can't believe that... I wouldn't believe that there's no reason for those last 50 floors to look like that. I think I think it's purgatory, personally. You think it's literal purgatory? I think it's their literal... Inter- or the Gelmoran's literal interpretation of purgatory. Well, okay, how, how, how about <laughs> this? Um, the anti-tower. Okay. The way that works is that they just like dug down far enough that they're like broke into the next world, basically. And so this is just another world that they dug deep enough to well, find. Well, it could be it could be similar to the anti tower where they've kind of like broken partly into the live stream and like basically the further down you get, there's all kinds of fucked up ethereal stuff. Going and it's ac- and it's actually giving physical form to the life the the parts of the live stream that are down there in the form of the monsters. Sure. Hence why there's more monsters down there in the first place. Mike, you say purgatory. I say hell. I don't know. I, I'm going with. I'm leaving. Dante, I'm leaving Dante's that, Inferno. Listen, I'm leaving that to the Hell's Guard. They can deal with actual hell. 
All right. <laughs> That's yeah, what their job is. They're all they're all Cerberus, as far as I'm concerned. Not oh, World of Darkness Cerberus, like like actual actual Cerberus. actual Cerberus. Cerberus. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. And yeah. this was probably, in my opinion, of the answers, this was probably the one that infuriated you the most. Is the mm-hmm. is the fourth one that you had me ask? Oh yeah, why does uh, why does Magni have an axe of crags? No specific reason, he says. I kind of wish they'd talk to me or Otisan a bit about that, as that question has popped up a lot. It could be any number of design-related reasons, such as the color or design of the axe matching the character or clothes of Magni. Law-wise, though, there is no reason. It's not like he defeated Titans. You get one. What the fuck? <laughs> that's actually pretty calm. I feel like that's not the first time that's happened. Though. I feel like I've seen we've seen characters with like odd weapon choices, and you're like, how? Did you yeah, we have had characters with odd weapon choices, but nowhere near as odd as this. I do agree that as someone who's colorblind, I find it very visually appealing, matching to the rest of him. I mean, it's My, nice. Like, it's a cool axe. It kind of suits his aesthetic. But like, what the fuck? You can't just put that there. Well, they did. <laughs> Yeah, and they fucking did. <laughs> and I'm really mad. It's not okay. <laughs> I wonder if I have any any more because I obviously I paraphrased that for you. Let me see if I have. Nope, I don't have. It says exactly. Um. Yeah. So the 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 step greatsword, the one that you get from uh, Bottom's Metal, is just like a recolored uh, Ifrit greatsword. Mm-hmm. But this isn't recolored. This is literally a crag axe. I mean, someone's bringing up the squadron. Squadrons, even when they're just level one, can have weapons from the primals and whatnot. But they're level yeah, but one. They don't, they don't live on a different freaking continent. <laughs> like, okay. it's feasible. They, they don't live on a different continent that has had no, uh, no trade before now with the continent from which these primals come. It makes sense that our squadron dudes can get those axes because, like, you know, we gave it to them or, or someone else did like they're they're around they exist they don't fucking exist in all time <laughs> he's really upset and not there doesn't make sense you could have you could have said all right someone from the company of heroes uh who forged a crag axe they 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 traveled over there and he like defeated them in in a duel or something but there's none of that they just fucking oh this looks cool let's give him that one uh yeah and call it a day i like the idea you know what my argument would be to that at this Mm-hmm. The, the 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 company of heroes they didn't defeat titan extreme they don't deserve that <laughs> or titan hard mode my bad they didn't do titan hard mode that's true they did yeah they oh, probably didn't may, yeah they well, probably no, actually maybe they did nah they're too much they're too bitch made anyway <laughs> wow yeah i don't be- i won't a lot of them that was like they they, they like 40 manned it they yeah they 40 manned it don't we have don't we have the cutscene of them approaching titan from 1.0 wasn't that a flashback to the Company of Heroes, or was that just generic? No. Ge- I don't remember the cutscene very well, where you see Titan like carrying over the Cobalt. Um, that was um, no, that wasn't a flashback to the Company of Heroes. That was going to be like the actual cutscene that they used while we were approaching Titan. Oh, okay, okay. I, c- I couldn't uh, remember the characters themselves who were in it. Yeah. So I like Sly's smile when he wa- like this is so this is great because Sly gets his own segment at the end of this show, but he gets to watch you suffer for the entire beginning of it. 
It's gonna be a lot of this. It's, it's this uh, is why I didn't ask questions like this, by the way, because I was afraid it was gonna result in in answers like that. Yeah, but the thing is, I'd rather I'd rather know. You know what I mean? I'd rather just know so I don't have to like keep sort of stressing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got some answers that weren't incredibly. They weren't your. They weren't answers like yours, but they weren't like. Yeah. Like my first question was about writing Omega into the story, considering he's like, he's very, very different. Otherworldly. Mm-hmm. He's otherworldly to like almost a comedic sense where it's like, all right, seriously, like, come on, this exists. Mm-hmm. And they're just, he's just like, well, he's, you know, he's relevant to Final Fantasy and he's in his dimension. He's, he's a dimensional like traveler. So of course he's going to be that way. So I hope mm-hmm. you like, I hope you liked him. And I was like, okay, that wasn't. Maybe what I expected, but my I finally got to talk to him about Rise and lyrics oh, to songs, and that was my favorite thing. I couldn't get him to rap it, but I'm glad I got the story oh. about its existence. I asked him, and he just he was just like, uh, no, no. no. It was, for pretty much the same reason that he explains when I asked him about like him rapping it is like as soon as he's done with a song, he doesn't like keep it practiced. Mm-hmm. So he and he and he has the or, or originator of it. He needs to practice it. He's a perfectionist in a sense. Yeah, so I, I understand that. Once once you you know get something like written up and recorded and out there, it doesn't stay in your head for very long, does it? Not unless I don't you know. It depends on a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it depends on like if they ask him to you know hey like in the office. Oh, hey, they ask me. <laughs> they ask him all right. Then they ask him in about as soaking away as you can ask him. Hey, uh. So EU FanFest is in two weeks. Uh, you can you can wrap that, right? I have What's the thing? You let it in two weeks. Like, of course he's not gonna retain it. But I think it's funny that someone's like, you can you can do that, and he's like, I haven't done it in so long. Uh, you know, if given the choice, I'd like to not do it. Well, I already gave him the sheet right, music. You got it. It's fine. So yeah, you've got yeah. two weeks. <laughs> he's like asking him. I love that Sokin treats Koji like that. He's just like, yeah, I like so the good. way Sokin treats everyone. Have you ever seen him ask Matt Hilton to carry him mm-hmm. from point A to B? He just jumps on Matt Hilton's back and he's like, "All right, <laughs> go." <laughs> I need. To, I'm tired and I need to go to the next place. So can Matt? Yeah. Can you just can you just carry me? Like you're it's going there anyway. Legs, you know, it's it's how <laughs> He does the exact same thing with Koji. He's like, "Yeah, so you can do it, right?" It's like I would really rather. No. Not, I, you can do it. Okay, yeah, you're doing it. Got it. <laughs> Onward, trusty oh, Steve. Matt's probably hearing this right now, and he's like, "Yeah, I know this that's, again. This again. <laughs> just had to bring this up. I had to bring this up." But he did confirm he did actually rap Rise at EU FanFest. Everyone was pretty convinced it was not he was not doing it. That it was just. I a thought it was lip syncing. It was lip syncing, and that it was oh, yeah. a recording. Yeah. A lot of people said, "No, he's just lip syncing. He doesn't know how to do that." So I was like, "Were you lip syncing?" He goes, "No, no, I was." I rapped that. He got really upset. He's like, no, I did that. Because he was like, because then that's when he started going like, I know I had to take two weeks every day walking home, 30 minute walk through the park with, with people seeing me mumbling to myself going crazy gaijin. Honey, don't stare at the man. Come on. Come don't on, honey. stare at the man. And he had to learn lyrics that weren't his because they had to change some of the lyrics that's that fit true, the song. Supercalifuckingtagious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just put that. Considering the Titan song, he just says "fuck you, Titan" when he performs it live. I guess I'm not. 
overly surprised, but he uh, he's really angry. I I wonder if he's just had bad times with these fights before. Because <laughs> <laughs> he takes out a lot of anger on Titan and Alexander in particular. <sighs> Super fucking tagus and it got changed to Super Califatagus to fit the song. It's all right. Your lyric pages are not wrong, but they're wrong. Mm -hmm. So they're yeah. not right. They're not right. More interestingly, on the lore standpoint, is who sings the songs. Obviously, there are some that are very obvious, but there are two in particular I asked them about. Who's singing the Rise song and who's singing Exponential Entropy? And we got the answer. It is indeed All Talks rapping for Rise, and it is Maiden Dayan? Is that how you say his? We never yeah, hear his yeah. name. We, ne we never hear it yeah. pronounced. I'm just going to go with... Uh, it's either Mide or Maid. I don't know. Most people say Mide. Yeah, most Mide. people do. Yeah, we'll go with... Eastern name. Okay, yeah. Mide and Dayan uh, are singing the ones singing Exponential Entropy and Locus in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, any, 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 does that ring anything for you at this, lore-wise? Not really. Not really? You don't have any yeah. comment on them being stuck in a perpetual time loop and, re and recounting? I mean, it's self-explanatory, isn't it? It wasn't until we knew that for certain. Well, I mean, if you listen to the lyrics of it, it's it's like, um, it's a theme of the story, and whether or not they're the ones like literally singing it, it's a theme that like applies to various parts of the Alexander story. I like that Locus is well before we knew it was a time travel story, mm -hmm. and it was already talking about time travel, in a sense, and being trapped yeah. in. It was more like being trapped in Alexander himself. I mean, we did know it was a time travel story. We just didn't know the extent to which. We didn't know that much about it. Like we we didn't really see time travel until. Are you talking until... about in game? Yeah. You know, or fourth wall though. Yeah, in game because okay. we we didn't see the time travel until the end of Midas. And they're just mm -hmm. like, what the fuck was that? We just. <laughs> Why did I even just do that? He just reversed it all. Um. Yeah. Oh, but all the way through Midas, they were kind of hinting that that was like a theme and that was going down. Fucking all thoughts. And I keep calling him all talks. It's all thoughts. I don't know why I call him all yeah, thoughts. Yeah, it's all, it's all thoughts, yeah. Basically, as soon, as soon as we know that he's got a book on which everything is, like, everything that's going to happen in this story is written down, I was like, all right, yeah, time travel. I didn't. I was just, I thought he was just bullshitting us. Like, he just found some, like, bullshit. And he was just right. like, and he's just like, yeah, no, it says that, totally. Oh, shit, is there pictures? Yeah, but he was right. <laughs> Oh shit! Look at this! Look at anyway. this pinup right here. He just has it in his private chambers when he's ready. He's done it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I have no idea about the auto adjust on this thing. It only happens on Zoom. I have no idea why this microphone auto adjusts only on Zoom. Uh, so let's see, what else do we have next? Uh, World War and working with Matsuno. What we learned is he doesn't work with Matsuno. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really trying to get some information out of this. <laughs> Uh, he was making it difficult, wasn't he? No, see, he didn't make it difficult. I found out that his job is really hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, hard. we already knew that. Yeah, but his yeah. job gets more and more brutal with every <clears throat> question I had him answer. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, so how's it like working with Matsuno-san? He's like, so I only ever saw him once. And that was at FanFest. <laughs> and, and, I, and I fanboyed a bit. And then Matsuno fanboyed back. He's like, oh, I love all you've been writing. He's like, no, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be <laughs> my idol. You can't. I can't be your idol. That doesn't work. 
And then he just says he just works through Otisan, and Otisan then takes Matsuno's, like, when he writes the quest, or writes the story, and then he takes them, and Mm -hmm. then it's Koji's responsibility to integrate it into world lore. So he doesn't doesn't even get to... Like, are they even in the same office at this point? Like, is Matsuno even working there? Is he working remotely? Like, they they have to see each other at some point, I have to imagine. He says no, he hasn't seen him. Never. (laughs) Not since (laughs) FanFest. That's it. That's all. That's all there is to it. Um, oh, he's a guest. He's a guest uh, dev. He probably doesn't even have a desk in the office. He's probably just working from home. Oh, that's. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that. I mean, it's. He doesn't have to wear pants I mean, when yeah, he works. Yeah, he would want that. He doesn't yeah. have to wear pants when he works. But I mean, I don't. I now either. So it's like. Whatever. Why do you have to wear pants in the office? It depends on the laws, really. Well, it depends on the office. Depends on the office. Yeah. But I mean, come on. I don't know what offices you guys work. Come on, guys. <laughs> Fridays, yeah. it's it's casual attire, not no pants. Yeah. Well, casually, I wear no pants, so exactly. I'm yeah. following. I mean, no... If you're wearing pants, it's not casual Friday. That's true. Matsuno does run his own company too, separately. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how that. I, I wish I, I wish I could get more in that, but he wouldn't have any more. I would have to ask Odasan about that, and I did not have that opportunity. What was interesting is he really didn't want to comment on anything that pulled lore from Evil East that already existed, specifically the Asians, mm-hmm. and how their names are shared with the the Scions of Light and Dark. From that, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that. Well, look, we already have like a pretty good idea of what the the kind of lore explanation of Return to Evil East is about, and we've talked about that on the show a few times. And Koji has as well as confirmed it, and Yoshida has as well as confirmed it, as was gonna be. You guys will see it in four weeks. If it's on October 10th, which is still my prediction. Yeah, it probably will be. I don't think it'll be the 17th. Don't be the 17th. Please I'm, don't be the 17th. Just please, just don't. Just don't be the 17th. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with the 10th. All right. Um, yeah, and then he talks about Dalmasca and whatnot. So mm-hmm. moving on, um, talks about laying the foundation. This was a pretty common topic he had as well, uh, mm-hmm. where he talks about laying the foundation for lore. What was interesting is he talked. They talk about the job creation process, and that the lore people are told very early on this is under consideration. Not we're doing it, but we're mm-hmm. thinking of doing it. And then mm-hmm. the lore people set the grounds for yes. those jobs to be done later. Yes. And we see that happening a lot. We saw that happening with Astrologian. We saw that happening with, um, I mean, we had like a musketeer sort of guild in, in, in Limsa. Um, that was, that worked so well for us. Yeah, well, that, again, there's some foundational <laughs> stuff that they didn't end up going through with, and, and that's okay because it's in the law. And that's sort of what's happening with, uh, with Geomancer at the moment. And it's a really, really good way to, to work around things. The one specifically was Red Mage. He said that he loved it because he's a big Final Fantasy XI guy. So he like took it really passionately to make sure it was it was integrated well. He's mm-hmm. just like, I love the story of these rival factions coming together in a time of desperation to create a new school of magic. It was, it was really cool. So yeah. Uh, yeah, they had decided long ago. Like Red Mage was something that took them a really long time to decide. So well before Red Mage was ever confirmed, they had already mm-hmm. decided this was how they were going to do Red Mage. Yeah, well, what, you can tell that the War of the Magi was sort of, um, like, like the way that went was sort of uh, written with Red Mage in mind. Like Red Mage being a sort of potential outcome of it. Yeah, the only ones that are kind of weird are is Void Magic, but the other two schools. Mm-hmm. And we've already dealt with enough fucking Void Magic for a lifetime. 
We've had two 24-man raid sets that are entirely about void magic. Like, oh yeah, I'm good. I'm <laughs> one thing. I, one thing I have to consider and ask is um, when they set the foundation, quote unquote. Do they are they including the rising in that? Because we get that foundation like well before mm. you you put that that lore actually into the game to even further set the foundation. Like we from the fourth wall standpoint, from the player standpoint, see it. Like okay, the devs know this. Like mm-hmm. we know, they know we want it. Uh, mm-hmm. But but is that what it initially sets the foundation, or do they already know? No, oh, I- you think. Oh, they do. I think they do it well before. They do it well before that. Yeah. So the only okay. thing I'd I'd consider, like I I they, so they didn't know they were doing Red Mage, despite what people might believe. They didn't know they were doing Red Mage by the time they did the Rising two years ago. It was only two mm-hmm. months after Heaven's Word came out that they dropped the name Red Mage, mm-hmm. and that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. That being said, they've now done it several times in Stormblood as well, where they're name dropping things and everyone's getting way ahead of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they hadn't even decided yet when they said that Samurai and Red Mage. No, they hadn't decided, but they knew that if they were going to do it, they knew exactly how it would fit. Yes, and that's hmm. that's the important bit. And that's again with Geomancer at the moment, having the name dropped here and there and everywhere doesn't mean it's coming. Doesn't mean it's coming anytime soon. But it does mean that if it does, they know exactly how it's fitting into the world. And, and they've cool. already given you an entire ten levels of quests with Astrologian mm-hmm. to establish what a Geomancer <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although right now it's kind of dull. It's just the equivalency of... Ast- it's it's what an, astrolog- an Astrologian is in the East, basically, right now. They, yeah, they, do, have, they do have key differences, but they, they, they go very far from mm-hmm. explaining any of them. Mm-hmm. They kind of leave it very vague, so that if they do want to expand on it later, they can. And I asked him about that. I asked him, like, so what about that Geomancer name drop? And he's like... Yeah, I was really nervous when Odasan <laughs> said he wanted to make that part of the story. Like, oh yeah, so they go over here and they meet geomancers, and when, and I'm just like, are you are you sure you want to call them geomancers? Because <laughs> he sure knows. Yeah, he, and the Oda's like, yeah, yeah, no, they meet they meet geomancers, and he's like, okay, all right, you want to do geomancers? We'll call them geomancers. <laughs> he was because he knows he knows how we get. He's he's done enough story writing at this point to know. That if they name drop Geomancer, it's it's gonna go a long way. And we're gonna people are gonna be obsessing over it for the next several years. Oh yeah. The Alamegan earring descriptions are something we'll talk about a little bit later when we get to the, the lore panel itself. Um he also talked about Encyclopedia Eorzea and mm-hmm. how much he hates every mistake that's in it. Like and he thinks There's about it that, day and night. He said there were hun- he said there was like a hundred. A hundred yeah. like bugs. And he hates them. And Odasan had like one. <laughs> <laughs> he was so upset. Um, he says he wants to make another one, but without the bugs. Without the bugs. Well, but bugs. that's gonna take a long time. <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah. The thing is, I I thought it was ridiculous that he uh, and Odasan did it personally. Like I understand why they did, but. That on top of their full-time jobs is just ridiculous, just insane. Yeah, honestly, I I didn't give a shit that there were mistakes in there. I was like, no, no. Yeah. I was because like, I, when you come across the mistakes, you're like, oh, well, he obviously meant this. It's like not a big deal. Yeah, and Vertran and Azdaja are there, so I don't. Mm-hmm. That was that just made me the happiest of everything, mm-hmm. and all the Mercidian lore. Mm-hmm. All right, so he wants to make another one, but it may take a while. Um, it's gonna take a while, if at all. Um, he actually so. 
I followed up on a previous question from you at this without your mm -hmm. permission about the books in the Google library. I asked him, I said, there's books now. And he's like, yeah, there's books. And I asked him if he wanted to like what he, how much he wanted to do more of that, like how integral it was to, to building world lore. And he, he was like, and he said, Yoshi, he remembers because Yoshida was laughing at him because Yoshida mm -hmm. was standing right next to him. Like, <laughs> you, you don't have books in the Google library. <laughs> um, he says he, they don't really have a good system for adding lore into mm -hmm. dungeons. Like, it's a very... They basically have to hand it off it to does. a developer, and a developer has to <laughs> has to basically... They have to put some sort of visual there, and they mm -hmm. have to... The, the developers have to be the ones who put it in. Koji can't mm -hmm. be the one who puts it in. He just has mm -hmm. to be the one who writes it. Mm -hmm. So that he he's been he says he's been begging for a system so he could just like sprinkle lore everywhere yeah. in dungeons and uh, he says he hopes one day he gets he gets his wish because he wants to do it. So next time you go into a library, there's more than four books. <laughs> I, he never he's never gonna I'm never gonna let him live that down. We also learned uh, about how far along Allegan technology was when Omega came around. Very far along, Omega did not progress it to the degree we may anticipate. But well, they did progress it a lot. Discovered a theory of chemistry. Yeah. The, the fact that they'd already advanced to the point where they could uh, begin to heal and subsequently communicate with Omega. So it wasn't a case of like, all right, if if uh, a bunch of uh, cavemen. You know, cavemen stumbled upon Omega, they're going to be like, oh. <laughs> next week, they're going to be the Allegans. <laughs> It's not. It's not how it worked. The the Allegans were. Their um. Zande was was a genius. Um. He took them very very far. Um. It's just that, the discovery of Omega launched them like centuries ahead. Skipped a few ages. Yeah, skipped a few. Well, it set them into the space age, like literally. It also caused the demise of their race because of the whole Bahamut problem that eventually occurred. Yeah, He's like, yeah, uh -oh. I'm stronger. I'm stronger than Bahamut. Yeah, yeah, vaguely, vaguely, <laughs> vaguely. Yeah. He may, he may have also caused, which sucks because then he's like, well, shit. Now I'm, well, I'm stuck here. So I hope someone foul five thousand years from now discovers me, and sets me free, in some way. Uh -uh. And then of course the final question was, one was actually Ethis's final question for him. It wasn't my own. It was, can you kiss? Can you give Koji a nice big smooch? Mm -hmm. And. uh they were not happy. They weren't. No, he says he had a wife and kids. I don't Pro care. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably wouldn't be good for PR in a sense. So he. Gave... It'd be, are you kidding me? It'd be so good for PR. Uh, can we get a Can we get a Koji at this fanfic? Can we get that, please? <laughs> can we get that, please? Can I? Can we make that a goal? Oh my god! In the in the, sure Google, in the Google library. Yeah, it has to be in with the a case. bottle. There has to be a bottle involved. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, there's going to be a bottle of something, Ooh. and I don't. I don't think it's where you, I, it may not be where you want it to be, but there, there's there's there will be a bottle. Yeah. It. All right, but I gave him I gave him a nice deep hug for you. He even I saw that he smiled. Yeah, he really... smiled throughout the whole thing. It was really yeah. deep. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now. It's, yeah. it's pretty... he looks like he's laughing, not smiling. It's but really nice. Yeah. yeah, but no speeches. No, no kiss at this. I'm sorry. I of all the things I, I know, you wanted that the most. That's true. That's true. Look, you tried. you tried. I tried. I tried yeah. for you. All right. There was one other. There was one other big thing that happened at the event, lore-wise, and unfortunately, I don't have any reference point except the words mm -hmm. in my handy dandy notebook. 
So, we got this at the media tour, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we did. And I just write notes in it on occasion, and I have probably the most crude lore notes from that panel that you could possibly have while trying to keep up with Koji. So we have some more lore stuff. Um, That's fun. We have that they had lots of litigation issues with puns yes. in Stormblood. Yes. I mean, it's surprising they haven't had that problem before with the in- amount of you know pop culture references and stuff they make. It Gets- almost seems like they get away with a lot, though. They yeah. If you, if you spend any more than five minutes reading the names of fates, you'll realize just how much... Oh, yeah. Like, like even just thinking back to Titan Extremes Unlock, with the Og- Ogamaro one. Wake me up before you Ogamaro. Yep. Oh, right. Mm. And then if it bleeds, yeah. If yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Like, they got it, they got away a lot. His favorite was Get to the Copper. <laughs> Obviously, talking about ore, not... <laughs> Not oh, that's so good. Yeah, get to the copper. Another one of his favorites was the red mage minion description, mm-hmm. which says has his little. It's got a little blue mage. Uh, the the male has a little uh, a little blue mage, little blue mage uh, sort of slap in the face, a little bit, where uh, they're like, well, it's uh, you know. It's not a blue mage. <laughs> People thought it was gonna be blue mage, but uh, he was red mage instead. He was—he thought that was—he was kind of on the same boat about geomancer with that. He's like, "Yeah, are we sure we uh, <laughs> sure we're doing this? Are we sure we really want to do that?" <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, that's that's terribly unfortunate. I should have asked him. We should have. I wish we talked about the achievement name for Sephiroth because mm-hmm. that's just mean. For anyone who doesn't know, it's Veni Veni Venios, and if you've played Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> I forgot about that. That should be very familiar to you. And if it's not, I would mm-hmm. I would recommend you go listen to One Winged Angel right about now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, uh, let's see. He wants to talk about a lot of stuff on the map, but here's a few that he specifically wanted to talk about. Uh, Nagin, which uh, is another, is more Rugadan stuff for you. Now that's mm-hmm. not the hell. Which that's not the Hell's Guard. What's the name of the other tribe? Sea wolves. Sea wolves. Yeah, it's out in the middle of the ocean. Should have figured that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they believe it's the uh, the origin where all life began. Mm. That's a that's a pretty deep. Yeah. That's a pretty deep belief. Mm. Well, did he did he expand on that at all? Because we already knew that that was a a myth that they have. We now all well, he spoke about it being another myth. This is a lot of the lore panel is like for not FS people. I did. I did know. <laughs> I listened through it and I ended up sort of like skipping through a lot of it because I was like, all right, yeah, no, we know that. We know that. Give something that we don't know. Come on. And the thing is, like, every time someone repeats a question that he's answered before, he does always go into like a little bit more detail and sort of expands on it a little bit. But um, there wasn't a whole lot of like new novel information. I, I liked that. I liked, I didn't remember that from the, it's in the lore book. <laughs> I just don't remember yeah, it. It is. It is in the lore book. Wait, wait, Mike, before you go on, expand. Who are not at this people? <laughs> you and I, who do shit on st- on AR Zivia every time. Just, just you two in particular? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess we're not at this people. Okay, so you're either you're either an ethos person or, or you're there a slime. Are two, there are two kinds of people in this world. There are ethos mm-hmm. people and there are non-ethos people. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good. Yeah. I mean, if Thanks. you're if you're half the people in the world, then... 
That's true, I am. Yeah, I am half the people. Yeah, half of all people are ethers. <laughs> I'm glad that we could have this moment right now. Right. Nice. Thank you, Mike. Thank how, you, Mike. how much did you know about Hong and Yorn then, Ethis? Uh, not a lot. Tell me about Hong and Yorn. Do you actually not know a lot, or are you, are you patronizing me right now? No, no, no. No, tell us about Hong and Yorn. <laughs> that doesn't answer me. That, that answers the question. <laughs> that answers the question. Mount Yorn is a reference to the wise man from Yorn who made an ark to save people from the floods. Mm. IG, I wonder. That sounds familiar. I, I feel like we, we've... Yeah. That's, yeah, we've talked about that. You might refer yeah. to the Encryption. Incorrupt, yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, there's this boat that's mm -hmm. on there that's not worth half a point. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to bring... You're still salty about the half points. <laughs> when it was funny, as he's talking about it, my only thought was, fucking that. I fucking hate that boat now. <laughs> that was my only Terrible. thought the whole time I, he was he was talking about it. I was like, wait, mm -hmm. but he talked about Yorn, and then he didn't talk about hong at all <laughs> because here's the thing those are those are a, a pair of islands mm -hmm. in in old Sherland. in the northern empty yeah in, in, the, in the northern empty uh by mm -hmm. old Sherland. and when he starts talking about it i was like okay i know one of them i want to hear about the other so i don't have to relive this terrible memory i have and he only talked about mount york <laughs> yeah well there's the there's the isle of Yon, there's the isle of han and the isle of val like i said ethis people and non-ethis people continue <laughs> The Isle of Val is... Well, we know what happened to the Isle of Val. Well, we don't yeah, know, exactly. actually. We know, but we don't know. It's we still... know, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. But um, Hanyon are uh, the, the two other isles that are sort of very close by the, the Charlayan uh, islets. And that's basically it. We that's, know very little. We, that's it? We don't know? He and he didn't tell us anything else? Nope. nope. Damn it. Killing me here. The Ruby Sea is not actually called the Ruby Sea. No, nope, it's called the Ruby Tide. Did you know that already? <laughs> I did. Yeah, what's well, on the map? I know it's on the map, but did you know why it was called the Ruby Tide, as opposed, or uh, why we called it the Ruby Sea? Why we called it the Ruby Sea? It was just a. I assumed that it was just like a, a mislocalization that they just like stuck to. Right? But it wasn't. Well, actually, oh. so it's an in-game mislocalization. So there was a traveler mm -hmm. who went over there who couldn't speak the language, mm -hmm. and they called the Ruby Sea. And they, yeah, and they basically yeah. they called it the Ruby Sea. The locals call it the Ruby Tide. Because mm -hmm. it's very clearly not a C. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's it. It was a, it is a localization. It's an in-game localization error though. Yeah. Because us us un, un, us uncultured Eorzean swine couldn't bother to get it framed. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. I imagine there's a fair bit of that, to be honest. Oh yeah, there's absolutely a fair bit. Um Hell's Lid. This one we actually had to Google before the show started. A little bit about mm -hmm. Hell's Lid. So there's a mm -hmm. rock. I, yes. I I was like, are you kidding me? He's got to talk about the one rock. There's just a rock. He's like, no, I want to talk about this exact rock right here. Not about Hell's Lid itself. Nope. I want, there's a rock near it. I don't want to talk about uh -huh. Hell's Lid itself. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Oops. Sorry. Um, My headset's making sounds because it was charging, and that's not the right wire. Uh, I unplugged oh, it. Yeah. It happens. I, I've, I've warned people about it in previous weeks. Um, He wanted to call that rock. The, the, the locals thought it was a giant coming down from the top of, of Hell's Lid basically mm -hmm. to uh mm -hmm. i think it was to feed mm -hmm. in particular and they he wanted to call it the bathing abe mm -hmm. now none of us knew what that meant because we're not in tune with japanese culture mm -hmm. apparently it was a pun on a clothing brand which is called if i recall correctly the bathing ape mm -hmm. yeah it's been around for a while i mean i don't i don't know it listen the only thing i know which is like 
that I've been to that's like not an American store is like a, is like a Uniqlo, and I didn't go there of my own volition. So, I'm very, I'm very unknown, or I don't know it very well. Um, but they he they couldn't do it because they were litigation. Yeah, bape, my bad, bape. I said ape. Yeah, bathing bape. He wanted to call it the bathing the bathing ape, bape. Yeah, bathing ape clothing line, aka bape. Oh no no no, that's what they call yeah, it. Bathing yeah, ape clothing yeah. line, aka bape. Okay, not it's the bathing ape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah, the bape. Uh, so they called it uh, Onyo instead. That's its new name. It means demon man. Oni means demon. O is man. And that's it. See, th see, this is interesting because I I kind of wonder, and I was wondering this uh, a lot in the Ruby C is whether there's some tie between the Hell's God sort of beliefs regarding volcanoes and, and Hell's Lid itself. And Hell's Lid, yeah. Um, well, we we know that Hell's Lid was part of the volcano. It was like the top of the volcano that got like, you know, popped off. Yeah. When it erupted. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of stuff around there which kind of makes similar implications to that sort of Hell's God mythology of it being like a you know a portal to to the Hells. Um, and I'd like to see that explored a little bit more. Well, when we go to the remaining part of Abalathia's spine that we haven't been to, according to Koji, then maybe we can. We're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going there anytime soon. But, but at this lore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I'd love to. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. we've kind of left uh, Central Eorzea behind us for the time being, haven't we? I mean, we go back. For a good reason. Uh, yeah, Eastern yeah. Eorzea. Just, well, yeah. We'll just I have mean, a dungeon there one day. Yeah, one day. Speaking of which, you must have been really excited about the dungeon reveal being what looks to be the caverns under Alamigo. Because we agreed mm -hmm. last week that that's most likely the drowned, yeah. the, the drowned city that existed before there. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's I'm very, be. very excited to see that. Do you think there'll be books? No. <laughs> no, I don't think that there will be books. Will there be stone tablets? Uh, yeah, there'll probably be, you know, there's got to be something. Like, there's, there's most of the new dungeons now, there's at least, like, one or two little readable things that give us a couple of lines. So there'll be something. Can we get another um, tour of the realm then? When it comes out? Sure. Yeah, good. Hashtag peer pressure. <laughs> Listen, I like tour of the realm. Okay? Yeah, so do I. <laughs> I do it. You don't sound so enthused about it. <laughs> yeah, I like, so do I. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I like it too. That's yeah. why I do them. That's why I spend hours on them. Good. I like it when you spend hours on them. Yeah, and then I and then I watch it for like twelve minutes. Mm. Yeah, it's good. A lore tour. There you go. Yeah. Uh, then we have Nama's retreat, Dusk Goddess's retreat. When cast from the Azim Step by Azim, and uh, it's, by the way, it's also an oasis. That was the other reason they named it a retreat. It's very interesting. <laughs> Guyan's tomb is called Swallowed Compass in English. He had a whole huge explanation for that. Grim and Enid was probably the saddest thing. And most people went, oh, when he described it. So there's two lakes in the peaks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure people have killed many a hunt near them. In fact, I did today. They were people from Amdapur trying to escape the floods. And they found these bodies of water and this dry land. They're like, we're saved. And it was fresh drinking water. And they were like, oh, we'll be fine. And then they drowned themselves in the lakes. <laughs> they, they overconsumed the water in their joy and drowned themselves. 
and people who knew them found them days later and said, "Oh, it's it's Grim and Enid. Oh, there's two lakes oh, here. Let's how you doing? <laughs> let's let's name uh, let's name these two dead people after the water that killed them." That's that's the thing that really happens though when when people are uh, uh, dying of thirst and they haven't drunk for several days is that when you do uh, get some water into you and you drink too quickly you die. You don't even have to drink too much. You just have to drink like quickly and you will drop dead. No, he's completely right. Have you ever seen? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's a movie where a guy kills himself by overconsuming water and not uh, not the the one with the demon, not Constantine. There's another one. Because, you know, Constantine, where he doesn't think he's drinking. Yeah, where yeah. he does that. Like, and, he, just a, yeah. and he drowns himself. Like, But, I mean, there's, like, an actual movie. There's another movie I can't remember the name of where you witness that, where a guy is, like, lost in the desert, and when he finally finds water, he uh, he dies pretty much yeah. because yeah, he over like overhydration. Yeah. It's You drown yourself. You take in more than your body can possibly withhold at a single time to compensate mm-hmm. for your thirst, and mm-hmm. you basically just the water gets in your lungs and you drown pretty much. Wow. in your haste so the more you know not a river in a desert a body of water in a desert p5 p5 <laughs> uh what's it called yeah i like this description of the people who found them days later mm-hmm. and was like yeah no hey those two people were grim and eated how you doing that's <laughs> that's that's oh terribly upset that's terrible that's that's terribly upset you can also do water poisoning yeah that's another thing. Too much of anything's bad. Mm-hmm. Too much of anything's bad. Um, there was also a much happier story in that of Miriam's luck, where everyone was drowning and they had no way to get through the mountains, and Miriam found a pass that helped save people and guided them to a new civilization. Yay! That's a much happier story. Then we have the stacks in the pyre, where I thought this one was funny. The pyre was to warn, was the final Alamegan king's way of warning if invaders were coming, and the stacks mm-hmm. carried all the wood that they could use for the mm-hmm. pyre after it burned. And the Garleans were like, wow, this looks so pretty at night. Let's just light it's it on fire. Pretty. Let's just light it on mm-hmm. fire every night. That's it. That's that's all they did. They just said, this is pretty. Let's burn it. Fucking Garleans. That sounds like so- no, that sounds like something Xenos would do, though. Yeah. That's it. That definitely sounds like And yeah, guys, I know there's microphone issues. I don't know what's causing it. It only happens on Zoom. Ask anyone who watches my stream the rest of the week. Never happens just only happens on zoom and i've yet to be able to figure out what in the love of fuck actually causes it so until i do until i do it i it bothers the hell out of me because i have to listen to it a day later and i have auto auto game control is turned off which is the number one thing that should be causing it um allow application to take exclusive control of the device is off and there's one other thing i had to turn off and they it just ignores all those things Mm. That's it. It literally ignores all the things that would randomly change my audio. It just says "fuck you." I don't. I don't care. I don't like it. Um, and then we had the Firkins, which are named after ale barrels, and the Limber Letcher, who is just. It looks. It's just an arc where it looks like a dude is like hanging on like a drunk waitress because he had too much of the ale from the Firkins. Wait, the waitress is drunk? No, no, no. He's leaning the on dude. the drunk dude is leaning on a, a right. on like a wait on on a wench, or right. a waitress or something like mm-hmm. that. There we go. And uh, they couldn't name it that. <laughs> <laughs> they just like, yeah, we can't, we can't call that thing the uh, the limbering lecher. It's uh, of course they can. You know, 
I'm really surprised. Don't they have that one part in the game where that guy's talking to his friend and he goes, oh, you wouldn't believe what she could do with her mouth. Yeah, and that's that actually um, uh, the Almegan Quarter. It's a Galilean guard that's like walking past while you're hiding with Thancred. <laughs> Thancred's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just watched the microphone. It's, it's, I actually have it up and I just, as soon as I yelled, I'm just going to push it farther away from my face and maybe it does it less. That's about all I could think to do. Because I watched it. Automatic game control's off, and I watched the audio level just tank. I had to see it for myself just once. I don't know what's going on, but it's uh, it's got it's literally sentient, and I can't think mm -hmm. of any... Uh, machines are winning. The machines... That's no, me. the machines have won, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, and when I get quieter, it ups my level, which is what automatic game control does. So... Which we've disabled, so it shouldn't be doing. Which I, we've disabled. AGC has been disabled, ladies and gentlemen. So, it hates me. I'm just convinced of that. I don't know if even know that it's Zoom anymore. But it only happens on Zoom. So I'm just going to blame Zoom. If that makes any sense. Maybe Zoom has something for it. I'll take a look on it. Because we have a very special thing to do here at the end of the show. So Sly. Sly. You like being on State of the Realm, right? Wait, don't we have don't we have tales from the storm to talk about? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. It's that uh, the show's been going on kind of long. <laughs> so close. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so. also the show's the show's been going on pretty long, so I wasn't sure if there was anything in particular that you guys wanted to hit from Tales of Stormblood. Although I, I just want to say I like this way better than both of the other tales. It's very no. I I well, I don't know. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, well, I, well, there are certain stories. I definitely like it better two. than Heaven's Word. The Pippin one was I good. I would say all that. The Pippin yeah, one, yeah, was, the Pippin really one was really good. Really, good. I think for the um, most part, they read a lot more like fanfics than the. the <laughs> well, we're, we're experienced in that, so. Yeah, I I thought the Heaven's One Romery ones were better. Like as a, as a collection, I thought they were much better. I think that the okay. Realm Reborn ones were the most impactful, mm -hmm. but these yeah. ones I had the most fun reading. Okay, I guess. Um, right, yeah, and I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and throw this at you uh, for both of you. Which story? Uh, was your favorite Pippin? Uh, the four that we had. Yeah, definitely the Pippin one. Pippin's felt the most like the the previous tiers of of um yes of the stories. Uh, the second one I thought was hilarious. Yes, what, the tea party? Um, yeah. yeah, the tea party. No, <laughs> basically, no. Well, well, basically, it's like it's fan fiction. It's just the silence sitting around talking about boys. What's wrong with that? You don't know that. What if you select to be a girl? Because you can select the Warrior of Light as a female. As a female. Yeah, right. but I mean, but it doesn't really impact the story because, yeah. the, like, spoiler alert, the Warrior of Light comes in at the end. They don't really mention the yeah. Warrior of Light too much. Up until um, that point, they're talking about boys. Yeah, and I like the part where um, they kind of focused on your stolen, and, like, mm -hmm. you know, stolen needs to get laid or married <laughs> or both. <laughs> well, what about you, Lise? And Lise is kind of like that. Um, She's kind of like the oblivious anime character who who everybody like fawns over and she doesn't even pay attention to anybody. Oh, this guy likes you. Really? See, Bitch. but then but then you get into <laughs> Yeah, well, you like you like a lot of you like a lot of shows that I I am not a big fan of Slice. That probably entertains you more than it does me. Maybe. We had that discussion Yeah. That, yeah, we had that discussion during Host of the Row. Yeah. Post, yeah. My my favorite thing is you kind of get to see something that's talked about a little bit in the Red Mage storyline, and you kind of get to see mm -hmm. it brought to a light a little bit more. And that's Alice's obsession over the Warrior of Light, mm -hmm. because yeah. in the Red Mage line, he's talking about when 
he's training her like in the art of being a red mage now she literally will never stop talking about the warrior of light it's like yeah i knew who you were instantly <laughs> how could i not alice has been talking about you literally every day <laughs> and so it's only natural she talk about us at the tea party right even if I thought of all the of all the stories they can tell, they're only gonna do a couple of them. If they were gonna do if they were gonna do one of these like every week for the entirety of the expansion, I would be like, Yeah, fine, give us give us some tea parties. But there's only so many of them that they're doing and there's just better stories that they can tell. Well, the uh, of course the uh oh Nama, where art thou uh, was pretty good. Even though it was like we knew we, yeah, we pretty know. much knew the extent extent mm -hmm. of Magni's um search. Mm -hmm. Um but we didn't know all this. Like basically, what's funny to me was out of everybody he could possibly have an eye on, the first person who caught his eye was Gasteri. And mm. it's like the perfect relationship for him because she won't talk back. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds fucking terrible, but it's it's true. It's the perfect relationship for sly, him. <laughs> sly, sly, sly. That's a lonely life. <laughs> sly's like, yeah, me too. No, I mean I'm for I'm all for Sadu. That's that's my bae. You know me. Mm -hmm. She's fun in the sack. That's pretty much what the story said. She won't yeah. talk. No, it, it's accurate. But that, I, you know wants. what? I wasn't my first thought when I read through it. I wasn't thinking to myself, yeah, no, it's perfect. That's like exactly what he says, though. I know, but like, yeah. it's not what I took away from it. Like, I read through it and I and I just kind of took away more about his character. I did take away the. Uh, the <laughs> I didn't take I didn't take that away from it. Oh my god. But she gets everybody gets scared away from Sadu and mm -hmm. by Sadu and then mm -hmm. I could see I actually as much as we haven't talked about the the Monago one was I think better than I was willing to give it credit for on first read. Did you realize who um the girl and the archer were? Uh, I, I, it's been weeks since I've read it, so you'd have to refresh me. I remember the story, it's, but no, I don't. It's if it was from the picture and, and who I, if it's who I think it is, I think it's um, Gaddy and her mother from the White Mage um, questline. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, now you're interested in Monago's story. I have it right here. Never not look at it. I haven't, I haven't read it since it came out. But it's all right because you read the Tea Party one and you remember that one verbatim. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I see. So I know. I know. It's all right. I know which one you really like the most. You remember? Yeah, heroes even heroes chat in chat says that he even knew right away, and I kind of knew right away too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I you know I kind of forgot that Pippin was the third story in my brain. I had always thought Pippin was the first story, probably because I liked it the mm -hmm. best. Because I read Pippin's story. And I was like, that's amazing. And I just committed it to memory before the all, the other, well, I guess not, I was going to say the other two, but I mean the first and the fourth because the tea party I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to try some of that food. How come the, everyone gets to go to AORZ Cafe but me? Even the in-game characters get to go to AORZ Cafe and I don't. <laughs> starting to get upset about this. Although... You see that picture at the end? <laughs> although I did get these as a gift. Some of the coasters. Yeah. I got some of them. Yeah, uh, it's weird like though. I, two of these jobs I've done raids in, but I don't play any of these right now. White, well, white mage I do dungeons with, I guess, but like I don't raid as any of these anymore. 
Oh no! And one of them's machinist. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of one of them's dragoon. I think. Yeah, I have the dragoon one right here. There you go. I actually like the way the dragoon one looks at the very least. Here, I'll show you guys in this camera. That's a good one. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree that we should have gotten an Estinian story. That would have been nice. Yeah, I'm actually. I... Somebody brought up that Alice's obsession with the Warrior of Light is very akin to Alphano's obsession with Estinian. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm wondering if we're ever gonna dive a little bit deeper into the fact that they both. I mean, obviously, there's they were they're still young and impressionable. They met Alphano met Estinian at still a young age. Like he was older than when we first met him, but mm -hmm. it's not the same. Whereas Alize was younger. She was you know at Alphano's original ages when she was influenced by us and our actions. Whether or you not realize that those two are only like a couple of months apart. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying though. But when Alize, when we left our impression on Alize, it was earlier. Whereas Alphano, it was mm -hmm. still. You know, he had matured a little bit by the time he had gone through all of his losses and stuff. And his yeah, okay, right. yeah, he was yeah, more. Yeah. I feel like he was more mentally mature and is still more mentally mature than Alice. As much as she likes to kind of tout herself off a little bit more, yeah. he he's just arrogant. That's the only mm -hmm. thing. He's he's more. He's he's like he puts himself like he props himself up after he got over his little slump, where he's like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. I don't know anything anymore. I know everything again. <laughs> I know everything. I don't know anything. I know everything again. <laughs> Whereas Alice is just like, I don't know anything. And the only thing that's weird to me is her obsession over the warrior lights to make as much sense to me in this context without Coil. For me, it, it'll never make sense. Her yeah, it doesn't make sense without Coil at all. Right. And Coil, I mean, they're trading Coil as canonical now. Like, regardless of whether or not you did Coil, Xenos refers to you as the, the Slayer of Bahamut, right? Yeah. So... I think we just gotta accept that that's just part of her story. Yeah, because otherwise it's like her. I just don't think her obsession makes any sense without it, especially when you first see her in three point four without knowing Coil. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can you? Very strange. Yeah, like yeah, obviously like, you've been you following know? the events, but still. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so those. So other than that, it sounds like Ethis isn't too particularly interested in diving into uh the kind of men the man that Ishtola is interested in what kind of man do you think she's interested in i don't care <laughs> but it's part of it's care. it's part of her world building and her character it's not though because they're never going to answer that because um it's it's important for like role playing purposes that uh people are allowed to kind of project whatever they want onto that character um, and it's the same with all the main characters, and it's the reason why I don't think they're ever going to have any like clear canonical romances. I I think it could happen one day. Yeah, maybe. maybe. This is maybe. canonical. <laughs> but until it does, I think it's not important. All right, all right, fine, 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 fine. At least we, at least you got your Pippin story. All right. Yeah. And Pippin, honestly, I want him to be. I don't want to say this. I kind of want to. I kind of one day I'm hoping he gets the Papalimo treatment with Raubon, where Raubon is the Papalimo in the story and he's the Ida of the story, where mm -hmm. something terrible happens to Raubon and Pippin has to really grow like even faster than he has before with his past experiences. I, I think it's kind of primed to happen. I think it's a little primed to happen too. I feel like it happens. I mean, he at got some to Zona. He got Zona, so yeah, it's kind of like a death blast. Well, to me. be fair, Raubon can only wield a single sword now, so he's got to give the other one to someone. Yeah, I mean, what is he going to do with the other one? He's, they didn't bear it him. He doesn't have them, the, yeah. the, man, the mechanical Sidarm, and even if he did, he's not yeah. going to be like, yeah, I need that back now, son. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, good. This works. Don't worry. It works now. We got Elbert. All right. Yeah, don't worry. I don't know what... Oh, the sound change happened that time because I went like this. Yeah. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Yet. Yet, yet, yet. All right. Well, Sly. We've been talk I've been talking to Ethos. Go ahead and do it. Go I've been ahead and do I've been, it. I've been talking to, to Ethos a lot this show. Mm -hmm. But that's because I gave you your own segment this show. Right. I gave you literally 16 minutes, which I actually meant to edit down to less, but I liked all of it, so I didn't. <laughs> um, where we get to introduce our, uh, our our debut for a new segment on the show. Well, Ooh. temporary segment. Well, we, I want to do more segments like that are separated from the main show right here that we do mm -hmm. towards the end of the show. But something called Host of the Realm. And I had to be first for some random bump. You're reason. listen. You're the first host. Because you're the other host. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why you were. I first. wonder why. what was it going to be me? Oh my god. Yes. No. It could have been. been, but that's yeah. That's very. That it make, it, make, it makes more sense. Host, in host, all honesty, it makes more sense. Host of the realm. Hmm, I wonder who's most qualified. I should me. Of yeah, course. Yeah. I will talk. I would love to talk about myself at the end of every at the end of an episode. Of course. Yeah. No, Sly. I talk. I'm from New Jersey. We don't shut the fuck up as it is. Like that's the last thing I wanted to. <laughs> Great. So uh, I took some time to ask Sly mm -hmm. some questions about his interests pre Final Fantasy XIV. You know him getting into XIV initially, his experiences with the show uh, between first Fan Fest and second Fan Fest, where we met and then re met in person. Obviously, we have Twitch caught it between that, but that wasn't a topic there. And uh, I edited it down and put some music behind it that Sly is a huge fan of. Sly's a huge fan of the music. That no, we use. no, Sly, you're not into sappy shit, are you? No, not really. Well, sappy anime, yeah. <laughs> you should have put, put in sappy anime music. Yeah. Next, I'll keep that in mind for, mm -hmm. the, for the revisit one day. Mm -hmm. Sly, do you have anything to... Uh, to say before I, I pull out because I'm pulling it up now. You still have you still have like a, a minute or so to to really. What oh. more do you want me to say? I don't know. Is there anything? Is there anything I want to say before people before people watch it? I wasn't gonna use P5 music, guys. I'm not trying to get it fucking copyrighted. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> don't worry, I'm getting it set up right. Is there anything? Any any words you want to say before we uh, we air this? I feel like I need a blindfold and a cigarette and maybe a beer, but go ahead. <laughs> to be fair, do you not have a beer this show? Yeah, I didn't re-up. I forgot to re-up. Come on, no blindfold, sure. you big baby. You want to see it coming. Giggity. Chin up. Espe Giggity. Right. Especially with the, the fanfic for the post-show. That's, uh... Listen. And it's slight. I'm sorry, I have to make this joke. I'm really sorry in advance before we air this though but uh if you have a blindfold some would say you'll never see it coming <laughs> that's a persona joke for anyone who doesn't who hasn't played you get it sly oh, that's not the right one hold on do you get it sly <laughs> i think i can't tell him to go to his corner because he's obviously <laughs> a a host but yeah. of the realm Wow, you are on fire tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you are on fire, man. Good job. I'm in a I'm in a good, good mood. I'm in a good mood. Slide. All right. Oh, so shit. you two can mute your microphones. <laughs> All right. Sure. I am gonna, okay. I am going to I'm going to start this. And everyone, I hope you enjoy the first ever installment of Host of the Realm.
It's so weird having to do my own fucking introduction. Damn it, Mike. This is not say of the realm. <sighs> Damn it, phone. <laughs> Let me put my phone on vibrates. <laughs> yeah, please, please. How you doing, guys? My name is Sly Kaker. God damn it, now I can't even speak. How you doing, guys? My name is Sly, aka Gray Fox. And welcome to Host of the Realm. That was around 2013, and um, I was, what was I doing? When was I playing? That's kind of when um, PS4 first came out. Just, I figured out it had, well, I didn't figure out it had Twitch capabilities. And so I started streaming pretty much anything. First game I streamed was Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And I just played whatever the fuck I felt like playing. Kind of still do that to an extent. I still like the games, whatever the fuck I'm playing. I mean, I was working. I mean, I still work a ton. The only difference is now I don't have to wear pants because I work from home. But yeah, I was in the office and then, you know, when I came home, I would stream whenever I had time, whenever I wasn't too tired or anything. And, you know, like I said, I played everything. So Black Flag, whatever the fuck came out, Destiny 1. I was kind of digging to that and then kind of got fizzled out. And now we're at the point of Destiny 2 and I might get back into it. Hopefully I don't, you know, kind of fizzle out again. I hope it's interesting. I mean... A lot of people say it's interesting, but yeah. But yeah, pre-14, it's not really a lot different from, you know, post-14 where I am now. The only major difference was I was working in the office, in a really good office where we got the drink at work. That was fun. Yeah, it's not that much different. It's not that much different from post-14 July. Like, there's a lot of 14 differences, and we'll get into those in a second. Uh, any interest other than games? Huh, wonder what that is. Yeah, the obvious. I mean, I would go to the beer festivals and breweries and everything. It was probably like an every other day thing after work, even when we had beer at work. Animu, oh yeah, the good old Animu. Yeah, we, uh, I, as you probably heard in many a pre and post show, I am really into the anime. I don't have like a really set list because I'll watch pretty much anything and everything. And then of course the, you know, live action shows that I kind of still binge to this day, you know, my Parks and Rec, The Good Wife, Friends. I'm actually binging Friends right about now. Like it's, I never fully appre appreciated Friends even back then when I was binging it, but now I completely appreciate it and will spend my off days like today just binging out our friends and doing chores and everything or doing my gathering day. Of course, my interests are games other than, you know, the games that I actually stream because it's kind of hard to stream and then, get, excuse me, get off of stream and play games. Like This little thing that you used to see like every now and then, I still break this out on weekends where I have time. Again, it's hard to stream and then play games in your off time that you want to. So you're gonna kind of have to sequester a certain amount of time to do that. When I started playing 14, it was in the, I think there were three waves of the beta. 
um, for PS4. Well, actually, no. It was at the time I had a PS3. <laughs> uh, it was in beta for PS3. And then a few months rolled around, I got a PS4 and everything. And then the beta rolled around for PS4. And I think I got in at the late end of the first beta. So like the last few days of the first beta in which I tried out Gladiator. <laughs> Funny. You know, did a little research, watched a few Mr. Happy videos, you know, kind of fell in love with Lancer slash Dragoon. As horrible as a job it was in 2.0. Once launch came, I was fully fleshed out goon. Full floor tank. So that's what it was in 2.0. It still is just a... good amount of time rolls about rolls about and, and then yeah fan fest <laughs> i played this game so much that i love it and wanted to meet the people you know who play it bought my hotel and booked, yeah fan fest that's where i met some of the people who in this community mr happy mel a few other people i i know on the server on on behemoth i think we kind of built a bond in the lines and that's where you're gonna build most of your bonds and meet your meet your friends or meet new people from other servers is in horribly long lines. Like near the end of FanFest, we kind of had a conversation of like what we want to do, you know, moving forward with the community and everything. And then the idea of a show came about. When I was appro approached by Mike to audition for Stay of the Realm, I didn't ask it per se, like verbatim, but in my head, the first question that came to me was, why in the fuck do you want me? Like, like really, why me? You have a lot of people in the community who um, probably played in 1.0, a lot, know a lot more about me, a lot more about the game than me. Why me? And then I auditioned and I was nervous as fuck because this is the first time I've done anything anything like this. I've never done a podcast. Never, I mean, the most I've done is just talk over Twitch beer. So I auditioned. Honestly, forgot what the audition was. We talked about something, you know, a couple of people auditioned and I auditioned. And then I think it was about a few days later, they get back to me and say, hey, we want you to be on the show. Next thought, again, why me? I was nervous as fuck. That even made me a whole lot more nervous about being on the show. Well, fuck, I'm going to be nervous on the show. I was nervous in the uh, audition and I'm going to be nervous in the show. And now I had to do it with a wide audience. Uh, pretty much everybody who, who knows everything and anything about the game. And little old me who's still experiencing and still hasn't become, you know, you know, mid-core Raider Sly or anything like that. Just I know what I experienced, which wasn't much at the time. So that's what kind of made me even more nervous because I'm... I wasn't at the point where I am now where I'm trying to do anything, dip my hand in anything, everything, crafting, rating, things like that. You know, I was just taking it as is on my dailies and my weeklies. Still doing most of the content that people care about. You know, the the content. You see chat, we were told, well, I was told, don't look at chat. Kind of looked at chat. And then I kind of put it behind, I think we were doing it on Skype at the time. Put it behind, I put it behind the Skype window and everything. and. It got a little bit better, but still was nervous. And then, hey, Sly, you know what? You can have a few beers and everything. And that made everything so much better. Yeah, first few episodes were really rocky. It got better with beer, as most things do. I think it was around maybe eight shows in that I was like, okay, 
Okay, kind of get used to the idea. It's kind of it's kind of become a weekly rotation, so to speak. Prepping for the show and everything. The shows that make me really nervous in the beginning were the shows that we were like, okay, we might not have a little bit of a um, script. Yeah, that, those kind of make me a little bit nervous as well. But you know, once you kind of get used to it, oh, okay. Let's let me type up the mini little script, see what I can work with. I was still a little bit comfortable, even though I was still kind of nervous. But now that it's been almost like what three years excuse me yeah you're used to those shows where uh, there's a lot of weeks where we don't have news or anything to talk about and we kind of have the you know like we said in the past pull a show out of our ass yeah those were great yeah youtube because i'm on the side of twitch coming from the twitch to the youtube side it's really awakening because you find out you you would watch youtube videos and see the random random fuckery comments you kind of react to it a little bit in the back of your head like no one's perfect perfect i'm not perfect no one's perfect the youtube comments will get to you like every week and you try try not to block it out but in the back of your head there's always that one comment of that one person saying that one thing I won't get into like specifics but it'll affect you know show to show how you take every show from show A to show B and so on and so forth. It got to me a little bit, and I wouldn't say a little bit, a little, a lot. Dialed it back, but then Mike noticed it. It's easy for Mike to notice it, and I think it was easy for a lot of the people watching to notice. Mike just said, hey, I know something changed, right? You still want to be on the show? I'm like, yeah. I just, just dialed it back a little. Yeah, don't do that. I, I want you back. I was like, okay. And so from that point on, since this is on Mike's channel, I, I kind of let him deal with the uh, the YouTube comments and everything because it's, it's almost like it is the 14 community in general. On the forums, people will have, you know, constructive criticisms and everything. And yeah, you can, you can, I can take constructive criticism, but when it's somebody saying, fuck you, hey, shut up, doesn't offer anything constructive. So I kind of, put that into the mindset and I'm like, okay, like if it's a constructive criticism, that's fine. Everything else, I just kind of block out. I really just mainly block everything out and let Mike deal with it. And if he needs to tell me anything, he'll tell me anything. Uh, to all the constructive criticism out, criticisms that were out there, thank you. And to the ones who weren't so constructive, eat a dick. Uh, FanFest number two, um, it was different for me in the fact the first FanFest I was going, you know, as a fan. The second FanFest I was going as, I don't want to call, wouldn't want to call me the media, I mean, but podcasts, I guess I am the media. And being known and having people come, come up to me, want to get a picture, shake my hand, sign something, that was weird. It still is to this day, it's still weird because I didn't know how to take it. Uh, that I've never been in a position before where, you know, people know me. I'm just some dude who plays video games, has a fuck ton of beer, and has fun in the process. With all the, you know, doubt that I had, you know, from the comments and everything before the second FanFest, I felt like that that was kind of, you know, fleshed out when I went to FanFest. That kind of made me reaffirm myself, which is, which is good in a way. 
but I um, even before the fan fest flushed a little bit of those doubts away, and then getting to the fan fest and seeing all the um, positive reactions from the community, uh, that definitely helped. One one key difference that I didn't go into. Um, Mel Mel talks about this all the time about the first fan fest. Uh, the first fan fest, I I kind of had a drink in my hand almost every second, except for when I was doing like events and stuff. I'd have a drink. Uh, those those huge Las Vegas drinks that come in the long cylinders and everything. I always had one of those or just a glass of something or a beer. This fan fest, I mean, all the alcohol was in my room. There was plenty of alcohol, even like. After the day was done, we went, you know, to wherever, whatever party. I know I went to the LBR party, had a few there. I remember, um, you know, we had a little, a small gathering. I wouldn't say a small gathering, but everybody came to my room. Ethicist crew came to my room. Uh, Aya, shout out to Aya, Dancing Fire. She came to the room as well. I kind of felt bad because the day I left, day I left to come back home, there was still alcohol left. And I'm like, well, I can't take it with me. I'm not going to drink it before I get on the plane. So I actually had to leave the alcohol there. I know, party foul. Should have drank the alcohol with me, everybody. I offered. The general motion after Fan Fest number two, um, kind of hype. A little, a little hype. I mean, there's all, always the hype for, you know, whatever content we have coming out for the game, especially for Stormblood. The general emotion for um, me doing shows after Fan Fest was... It was kind of back to business as usual, I guess, but even more with a positive outlook, a reaffirmed positive outlook. When you're in that setting, you get that kind of feedback, everything, it, it, it definitely does help. It definitely does help in the outlook for the show, the outlook for producing content for the show and everything, and wanting to include the community in the show because that's kind of the focus we have right now, which is uh, what you can see with the the previous guests in the past couple of weeks yeah definitely it definitely made things a lot better on me and i know a lot better on mike now as well yeah everyone watching thank you so much for supporting the show no matter what you do um watching the show listening commenting good or bad we love you all even though I told all the negative ones they ate a dick, we, you're, you're still watching, you're still listening. So thank you. Fuck you, but thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for supporting this um, ever since we started. I never thought I would be a part of it. Uh, we didn't know where it would go. We still don't know kind of where it's going to take us uh, now. But we are glad to have you along for the ride. I'm glad to be along for the ride. I look forward to many years to come of uh, Stay of the Realm and 14 content in general. Thank all of you. Thank Mike. Thank the other horsemen and all the uh, guests who have been on the show so far and all the guests yet to come. Thank Yoshi P. Thank, thank our Lord and Savior Yoshi P. Uh, I look forward to doing a lot more stuff with the show and on 14. Hi. I'm supposed to wrap up this video and I'm supposed to say goodbye. It's not really goodbye because you'll see me, whether it's on Stay of the Realm, YouTube, or Twitch, uh, on my Twitch, anywhere where I poke my head in. Um, it's not goodbye. It's I'll I'll see you in a little while with a beer, probably.
And that's Host of the Realm featuring Sly Sly. Everyone liked it. That felt like a eulogy at the end there. <laughs> it's never. It's that's like. Yeah, are, you, you went, are you dying? No, it's Papalima. He's not. He'll be back. He'll are you back. are you dying, Sly? Is that something you need to tell us? Sly, are you dead now? He's dead. He's gone, guys. He's out. He's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going for a drink. He's going for no, that. No. He's going for a beer. <laughs> Oh man! Sly, everyone, everyone was touched. Everyone was. That was fucking great. That was great, dude. Fucking sad music. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, holy shit! Yeah, the sappy fucking music. Shout dude. out to Purple Planet Music for having tons of great royalty-free stuff available on their website. Uh, I was like, the first music I went for was the one for the thirty seconds of the intro, where we left in the outtakes for for the intro, because that's what. All right, all right, all right. That's frightening. Sure. That's Just looking back. Sure. All, right. It, all right, okay. Is that for me? As a side, everyone liked it. Anything right. you have? And you and you just you just don't want to think about the music. No. Side, what would you do if you and I room for a fan fest, right? And I just played that music to get me to go to sleep. You would still probably hate me because you would probably just say, "Sly, you're fucking snoring." Oh, it's only if you've been drink. Okay, yeah, you'll be snoring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sly's got those drunk snores. I learned about that at. Uh, well, it was the it was after the Twitch party. It was after the Twitch party. Yeah, was, this was TwitchCon, by the way. Yeah, the first one. And it was after the TwitchCon party, and you know, yeah, there was a lot of alcohol. So yeah, just came so, back yeah. to the room, and passed out. Seems like a good plan. Yeah, hmm. great plan. It was 3 a.m. by the way, and I got up at 5. And then you called me to see if I was getting to the airport okay. Yeah. At 5.30 in the morning when you had only been sleeping for two hours. Oh my god. Sly's a, Sly's a great, a great, a great father. Thank you, Dad. Of light. That'd be a horrible dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dad of light. Dad of light. Perfect. Yeah. All right, well, so that was the first segment we have for Host of the Realm. That will be available uh, tonight on YouTube as its own segment. Uh, and, of course, it'll be right. featured in... <laughs> and, of course, it'll be featured in this. Those who are on Patreon got to see it a couple of days ago. So they got to, they, got, they already got the, the early preview version. I tried posting an early preview version on Twitter of just the 25 seconds of the opener. But Twitter mm -hmm. said, no, you're a piece of shit. I don't want to post this video for you. So uh, it yeah. said that to me. That's what the error message was. Oh. Just so you know, yeah, they've they've de they've definitely modernized the website a lot in recent <laughs> updates. Yeah, it's more a little more approachable. Yeah, yeah it's a little, it's a little yeah. more American now. I, I think. Yeah, speaking out language. Yeah, it 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 knew, it knew I was from New Jersey, so it just responded mm -hmm. to me in such a language I would understand. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, but the next segment, uh, if recording goes well, will be airing next week. It'll be Mary. Ooh. It'll be Mary Star. I'm going to try to make it not 60 minutes because I could have shortened yours in more ways and I decided not to because I wanted to leave it all in. Is it uh, going to be equally sappy? Uh, that depends on how he answers the questions. If he answers well, it depends on how you frame it with the fucking yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be a look at, at you. <laughs> yeah, when, is, when is the happy episode? When can we get that? Oh, when that's everyone, every when well, yeah, that's every episode. <laughs> what do we mean? I I literally I stroke my ego every episode. Are you fucking kidding me? We don't need we don't need a segment for that. No, I'll do a segment, but I gotta get I gotta get everyone else done first. 
I, I do that enough. You don't need a segment of me of me for that. So, and then Ethis, if you would like to do one, I'm going to make you do one. But we're going <laughs> to, if you'd, if you'd like <laughs> I, to do I was going to say, like, the illusion of choice. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Ethis, do you, would, you, would you like to do one? If you guys yeah. want to see it yes. in chat, let, it, yeah. let us know. Oh, they want to, I just closed chat. I'll tell you what they say. Ah, shit. Yeah, okay. Uh, that one we can air in two weeks because we can. I can get Mary's recorded this coming weekend, and then I can get yours whenever you're available. Easy, easy. All right. We want to get the four horsemen at the very least. Yeah. And then there's other guests that we've had on that I'd like to get a quick segment on, if possible. Guest of the realm. These names are so good, right? See, struck of my own ego. So so clever, such clever name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need some ethos lore that's what we need uh, alright so that's going to be available tonight on YouTube it'll also obviously be in the full version of State of the Realm audio version, all that stuff so uh, ethos, thank you for uh, making up for your, your rain check last week Oh, thanks. Guys. and talking about all the lore we didn't learn anything about Yay. and tea parties <laughs> Yay. and tea parties, yes uh, now we're just waiting patiently on the, the next live letter, pretty much Tokyo Game Show is this week. Hello. I believe starts this it, week. Is or... it this week? It's next week. Actually. No, it's next week. Yeah, next week. week. Yeah, it's the twenty. Yeah, it's, not, it's definitely not this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, my bad. I, I remembered the two and the one, and then I saw that today was the uh, was the twelfth, and I got it backwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I flipped it a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so and we know we'll come back to Tokyo Game Show. It'll probably be right after Tokyo Game Show, which is not mid September, by the way. Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> You promised mid-September, and it looks like it'll be like the very last week, which is actually kind of normal. It's usually two and a half weeks before the patch. We get the part two live letter, so I actually think that's, yes. that's kind of accurate. So yeah, yes. probably be about that point. All right. So uh, on that note, uh, why don't we do our sign-off? So Ethis, uh, why don't you tell ladies and gentlemen where they can find you at, uh, you and your storage room? You beautiful people can find me on Twitch.tv/EthisAsher. Uh, youtube.com slash ethos asher and uh, at ethos ffx iv on uh, on twitch um, streaming five times a week doing as much youtube as i as i can at the moment that's a pretty pretty crazy couple months in my life at the moment but that's a, another story for another time um yeah maybe we're gonna be the realm. excuse me maybe host of the realm Maybe maybe host of the realm. Yeah, I crazy, guess. Crazy yeah, stories. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Why not? Fuck it. Um, yeah, I'll be playing some XCOM later tonight, 9 p.m. PST. If you guys want to want to hang out for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I love you all, and and so does Sly. I presume. Yeah. 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 You're all right. <laughs> you can tell them where they can find you at. If you want, uh, you can find me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Sly, aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. Uh, Instagram, Sly, aka Gray Fox 07. Trying to remember everything. Uh, YouTube.com slash The Velvet Room, where I'm actually uploading videos. Yay. Um, yeah, um, I'm doing a Danganronpa recollection right now. We're getting through Danganronpa, Trigger Happy Havoc, the first one. And the first four chapters are up on YouTube right now. Uh, we will finish Trigger Happy Havoc possibly tomorrow that way we can start talking romp um goodbye despair on friday so hey hey game hey hey Anyone? hey hey yeah. yeah there's a there's a game attached to that 
involving alcohol. And Mor- Morgana says it a lot, is what I've realized after recently yeah. playing through P5. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, a lot of Danganronpa up to September 26th. Yes, oh, yeah, I'd like to point out September 26th, we're not doing the show on a Tuesday, just as a reminder. Thank you. As a weekly reminder, we're not doing the show. We're giving him that full day for Donkey Rompers. So Donkey uh, Rompers. Yeah, Donkey that's, Rompers. That's that's the other name that the uh, that people have come up with it. Donkey Rompers, Dangling Grandpa. Uh, yeah, Dangling yeah. Grandpa. Dangling Grandpa's mm-hmm. a pretty good one. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Uh and um yeah, that's pretty much what you're getting from me this month. All donkey rompers all the time. Um Mike, where can they find you? You wanna know something funny? Mm-hmm. I never introduced myself at the beginning of the show. I just went straight into you, Sly. <laughs> I just realized that now. Uh, you can find me everywhere, Mr. Happy127, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, and I am just waiting patiently for Divinity Original Sin this Thursday. Ooh, yes. Because yes. I've gotten to, I got to play PvP against one of the developers, and he fucking annihilated me. He made me feel <laughs> real good about myself. And he's like, wow, you know, you're doing way better than most people. Uh, but I'm going to ruin your day now. Uh, and then he beat me two turns later. And I also got to play one of the new classes, Conjurer. Uh, I got to play one of the, I got to play the undead race, and it's very interesting the way it interacts, especially in combat. For example, if you're standing in a poison puddle, it heals you as opposed to damaging you, mm-hmm. so you can abuse. This is original sin two, right? Yes. Yeah. Divinity original sin oh, two. Man. I'm so excited for that. It's going to be fantastic, and it also has over a million voice acted words this time. Whoa! So, yeah. Yep. So uh, they really went all out with this new one. And I hope it's. I hope it comes out pretty good when I play it. When I play it finally on Thursday, uh, and Battle Chasers comes out October third, which I've been waiting since PAX East like every day, and I already got to play through forty percent of the game. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, other than that, though, uh, just waiting on four point one. So uh, that's what you'll be getting from me, and of course, more host of the realm segments and all that stuff. Uh, before we say goodbye, one last thing. We do have to shout out our sponsors for the week as we do have a few new ones. Uh, keep in mind, if you're someone who is currently uh, pledged on Patreon and you never submitted a name to me, I don't automatically grab your Patreon name because it could be your real name and people sometimes don't want their real name being shared on the internet or in front of hundreds of people. So I don't automatically do that. So we have uh, Kira Ryoshi, who's a new... Uh, a new patron this week. We have Ignis Fairgun from Diablos, Goisha Valfer of Siren, Jean Francois, my favorite name every week. Uh, the Macho Lewis, Hirsch First of Fairy, Fair, uh, Phoenix Down Free Company on Goblin, uh, Obai Dilshamsi 2, and Saren from Zodiac. Those are all our standard sponsors. And for our elite sponsors, those people who have decided to contribute even more uh, Kucha Cross of the Genova server, Ahmed Kurnaioni, Abdullah, Tin Colossus, who is upgraded to Elite. Uh, Killer Hackman, Raw Jr., Darklight, 2013, Ramil Gaming, and Killtastic Jones. I'm always afraid because his name's he's Killtastic. That's that's a frightening thing. So thank you everyone for sponsoring the show. Their names will be in the outro. But now we get to go and uh, listen to Ethis's fanfics about <laughs> about Sly and me. So that's going to be the post show. So because that's going to get demonetized. That's that's. <laughs> That's Get going ready, in. everybody. So that will be highlights, but it'll be in a different video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's going to be a different video, guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, stick around for the post show because this is actually this was actually a goal. Uh, one thing that we didn't also touch on was the charity event this last week. Although I kind of want to have Denmo on to talk about the charity event in more detail at some point. So mm-hmm. I want to see if we can get him on next week. But I, can't, I won't say we will because I haven't spoken to him. But that would be a nice thing because I want to save that information. But TLDR. 
community came together to raise over $20,000 for hurricane relief via the Direct Relief nonprofit organization, all organized by our very own Denmo McStronghuge in the community. So big shout out to him here at the end. Um, and the $20,000 goal, which we kind of just promised on a whim, was going to be a fanfic of slide myself into Dick Chariot. Um, and FS has generated one. There was one red live that mm-hmm. night, but Ethis didn't do it. Ethis has his own, and he's been keeping it close to the chest yeah, so that he can please all of you. So, uh, we're going to wrap up, do that fanfic as part of the 20,000, and we'll see you next week for Stay of the Realm. So uh, be there, and be also be ready for Mary's Host of the Realm segment. We'll see you then. Until then, take care. See bye. you next week. Say bye.